Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's that time of the week again. It's Rugby League Lunch Hour live on the Love Rugby League Facebook page. We've got Josh in again with Josh McAllister. He's Hello. on the JDG media team doing a bit of media and marketing uh, and a bit of everything on uh, Love Rugby League as well. James Gordon isn't here again today. Uh, I don't know what he's, he's not here for this time. Another morning off. Uh, it's probably, I think it's been near, near enough a week since I last saw uh, the boss James. Uh, it must be on his jollies or something like that. Uh, so we'll be t- talking all things uh, Rugby League today. Uh, Andrew Derbyshire, uh, the deputy editor of Rugby League. The big news that has broken out this morning is Aidan Caesar is joining Huddersfield on a two-year deal. It's been confirmed finally uh, by the Giants. What do you make of that? I think it's a massive signing for, for the Giants and, and it's a, a massive plus, isn't it, for, for Super League? Another plus for Super League, isn't it? Another marquee signing, another quality player. NRL kind of finalist, you know, mm-hmm. a good performer for the Camera Raiders, a good player in the NRL. Um, another good signing, as we said. Um, it's a quality signing for Huddersfield. I mm-hmm. think they've struggled with their halfbacks the past couple of years, trying to find the right combination of the sixes and sevens. So bringing him in will, uh, you know, really improve them, I think, in 2020. Yeah, I think. The signing of Matt Frawley last season ended up being a little bit of a disappointment, mm-hmm. wasn't it? A lot, a lot were expected from Frawley, uh, but because he'd only made, I think it was 20, 25 NRL appearances for the Canterbury Bulldogs, he didn't come, a lot, come over with, with a lot of experience, did he? I think he, he's, he struggled to adapt to life in Super League. Uh, he's even been linked with a move to Halifax, but I think Halifax have squashed them rumours that have been reported in recent weeks. So who knows what the future holds for, for Matt Frawley. Will he stay at Huddersfield? Obviously they've got Lee Gaskell as well. And you'd, you'd think that it'd be Lee Gaskell and Aidan Caesar in the, in the halves. And obviously they've signed uh, Jamaica international Ashton Golden, who will play at full-back. Daniel McIntosh will probably move to the wing as well. They made a couple of decent signings, haven't they? Huddersfield. Uh, They've got James Gavitt from uh, the NRL as well. He's obviously represented Samoa. Um, a fantastic uh, back rower in his day. Um, I, I think Huddersfield have, have got about the business pretty well. 
we may as well since since we're talking about Huddersfield, who do you, which team in Super League do you, do you fear for down at the bottom uh, next season? Do you think Huddersfield will be near the bottom, or do you think? I think before the agencies uh, sign in from this morning, I'd have put them at the bottom or near the bottom. But I think with this signing, uh, a, a major boost, he, he can push them forward. There's a couple of teams. Um, yeah, Super League's always close, so you don't want to miss anyone off. Um, Come on, it's your job. <laughs> You're a journalist, Josh, well, it's your job. I'm trying to think. Who do you think's not. I think all Carl finished bottom, personally, next year. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see you in that one. I don't think Sean Kenny Dow will help me enough. Well, he's a, he's a good player, don't get me wrong. A solid um, player in the NRL uh, and New Zealand international, I think, about, around about 28, 29 times that he's played for the Kiwis, so obviously he brings over a lot of experience for KR, but I think they've not recruited as well as I would have expected them to. Obviously, they brought the five lads over from Bradford. Uh, but a couple of them are still very, very young. I don't, I don't expect all of them to break into OPR's first team next season. And obviously, Josh Drinkwater has returned to Cathlons as well, uh, which leaves a bit of a hole. Uh, and they've not really replaced him, have they? Not really. they they've, not, they've not got many half-back options for next season. So I do fear for, for OPR. But then again, Tony Smith, I think he's a great coach as well. So And I, can't, I just couldn't imagine Tony Smith... A Tony Smith team finishing at the bottom of Super League. Because you're not really seen that, have we? Do you fear for Salford, do you think, with the, the players they've lost and who they've replaced them with? I do. Uh, but I don't I don't think they'll be anywhere near the bottom. But I don't, I don't think they'll be anywhere near where they were... This this year? This this season. Well, yeah, last season. Uh, afternoon, Louis Banks. Um, yeah, with Salford, they've had a lot, of, a lot of change, haven't they? And, and that's... A shame, really, with the Red Devils because that's what they always have every single season. It because obviously the budget isn't as competitive uh, with the top uh, clubs in Super League. They, they get the best players cherry picked, and Ian Watson uh, admitted that when I spoke to him last season. They all, it's it's the same old story every year. Whoever performs to the highest at Salford seems to be attracting a lot of interest, and then then they might stay on for a season, and then they'll end up leaving, or they might leave uh, there and then. So. Uh, it is a shame with Salford, but then again, they've made a, they've made a couple of shrewd signings, and uh, the one thing that we can give Salford plenty of credit for is that they're very good with what I call project players. So they brought Josh Johnson in from Barrow in the, in the, in the Championship last season, uh, and it, he impressed me in particular uh, at Salford towards the back end of the year. Just missed out on on a place in the Grand Final team. Uh, obviously, they've lost Logan Tompkins as well, who, who I think will be a big miss. He's nothing special going forward, Logan, but he, he certainly does the hard work in defence. He gets through fifty plus tackles per game. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't really know where they'll where they'll finish. I think, I think Saints, Wigan, Warrington will finish in the top three. Who do you reckon will finish fourth and fifth? I, th- I, th- I think Salford could, could maybe put a case for, for fourth or fifth. I think Warrington could finish fourth or fifth. Do you think they'll finish top three? Saints, Wigan, yeah, possibly. Maybe Castleford. Castleford fourth or fifth. They made a few good signings. Ca- Castleford are a, w- are a weird team, I think, because 
even though they, they play amazing rugby and, and it's great to watch for the neutral and, and for the Casper fans, it's brilliant to watch. I think they've slipped away from 2017 when they, they did reach the, the Super League Grand Final. I know they, they lost to Leeds there, but I thought that year they were, they were excellent and I think they've not been uh, up to that standard uh, in recent seasons, but obviously they, they, yeah, well, injuries have been cruel to them. Uh, they have struggled with the uh, injury list quite a lot, uh, especially last season. Um, they was missing the likes of Grant Millington and Mike McMeekin and obviously Luke Gale, uh, who didn't play at all uh, last season. So I think he, Luke Gale will be a big miss. But then can, can Leeds make it into the top five? Can Do I don't think I... I've fallen out with Castellan because <laughs> I think I've predicted... I predicted Catalan to, to have a good season last last year. I predicted them to be in the five, I think, uh, and it just didn't happen. And it, it that that's a, a crying shame really for the Dragons because they've always for, for the last five or six years, the, every single year before the season started, you look at the team on paper. It's a fantastic team, and uh, it's um, you, you always think they could possibly like they could possibly win some silverware. They could pick pick up some silverware. Obviously, they, they won the Challenge Cup in twenty eighteen, but in Super League, they've never really come close, have they? Uh, they, they haven't come close at all. Um, the form is everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, I think they ever get a, a good winning streak. I've, well, they're, they're always strong at home, and teams always fear going to Perpignan. It's so, because obviously it's a, a difficult trip. But you know, last year the likes of London were beating them. Yeah, uh, you, you are right, and, and Salford put. I think forty odd past them at home, uh, but it's a away form the abysmal. Yeah. When when Wigan were going through through the dreadful patch earlier on in the season, Wigan put forty two points to nil on, on Catalans at the DW Stadium, and that that just can't be happening. Not with the team that Catalans have got. They've got talent throughout the team. Um, Sam Tompkins is a, a brilliant player. Uh, but but look at the pack. The pack's one of the best in the competition. Sam Cassiano, he seemed to make a bit of an impact when he came in uh, for the Dragons last season. So it, it will be interesting. I think I think I think Wigan, Warrington, and Saints will be disappointed if they don't finish in the in top three. Uh, definitely uh, next season. Just looking at what 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 each of the, each of them have spent and what they've already got, uh, I think it will be disappointing. But can Leeds maybe push that top five? On paper, Catalan are up there, aren't they? As you say, forward yeah, back, yeah, James yeah. Maloney, Sam Tompkins. Yeah, the, the, they just struggle away. Yeah, you you are right. They're, they're a fantastic team on paper, but games aren't won on, on, on paper. Um, London have announced the squad numbers for twenty twenty. I think it's a very impressive squad. We'll just go through. Uh, maybe the top eighteen. Uh, one Ashall, bought two Igordo, three Armitage, four. Uh, Lovell, uh, five Dixon, six Aston, seven uh, Morgan Smith, uh, eight Batty, nine Pelissier, ten Butler, eleven Walters, twelve Curran, thirteen Adebayi, uh, fourteen Fozard, fifteen Richards, sixteen Krasnicki, seventeen Meadows, eighteen Norman, uh, nineteen uh, Ogden. Um, that we're just running through the first 18-19 there uh, a very strong team for, for London uh, next season yeah very strong team in the championship I think the odds I think you filed a post about the odds and I think you're up there aren't you I think with a team like that you're going to look for promotion again maybe away form because of the travel um, but yeah a team like that on paper 
can see why they're favourites because they've got some quality signings in there, some quality players. All right then, if you make an early early prediction, who are you tipping to to gain promotion from Championship to Super League then next season? Uh, it'd be between three for me because I think Fenston Rovers have signed some really good players, Craig Hall uh, mm-hmm. and a few others. Um, but I think they might just finish third. I think for me it's between London and Toulouse. Again, Toulouse, their form can sometimes be funny. Um, they've almost made it, didn't they? Um, but I'll, I'll go with London then. I'll go with the odds and I'll say London. Okay, I, I, I probably, I think I think Lee are building something. Um, I, but I know about Lee last season, but I think I think they're a strong team. On you paper. Lee every season, don't you? I, do, I think I do actually. <laughs> I think I'm back. I think about Lee more seasons to get promoted. <laughs> Maybe um, you should start and they might actually win it. Uh, but I think I, th- I think they'll be up there. I think Witness maybe will, will push for top five. I think even though they've lost a lot of players, Witness, I think. They've still got a good core of players that they've got a good mix of uh, experience in youth. Um, they've managed to keep some very, very good players. The Chapelow brothers as well in the front row. They should go very well in the championship next season. Uh, so I think I think they're, they're in for a, good, a little treat in the championship next next season. Uh, the World Cup draw has been confirmed. It was it was put back. Uh, James Gordon, the editor, did some digging. Uh, he found out that it was delayed, put it out there a couple of weeks ago, and it's now been confirmed that the 2021 Rugby League World Cup draw will take place on January 16th, uh, 2020. And there's a nice little video, a nice little advertisement promo video uh, that's gone out by the Rugby League World Cup team as well. I'd recommend uh, checking it out. I can't. I don't even know how to explain it, so there's no point in me explaining <laughs> it. Uh, we've got a couple of comments coming in on Facebook as well. Lou Bank says, any rumours of he's taking the number 16 jersey at Warrington? Well, uh, we've, we don't know anything, uh, any names just yet, Louis, but we do expect Warrington to sign um, a forward before uh, next season. Obviously, they've been linked with Chris Tatabano, the New Zealand international. I don't think that is happening anymore. He's, he's quite settled in Australia with his family. Uh, they've been linked with Sam Lazzone, who's a Samoa international as well, but um, speculation has gone quiet over his name as well in recent weeks, but we definitely expect there to be a, a prop coming in to the Halliwell Jones Stadium before uh, the season commences. Do they need a forward, do you think? I, I think I think they've got a pretty good squad, mate. Yeah, I, I do think one one big forward will help them. I but I, but I'd, I'd like Warrington to give some academy lads a go, um, and I think Lewis Johnson is probably ready to step up and make his mark in Super League. Um, he can play anywhere in the forward pack at, at the minute. He's actually got a, a lot of pace about him as well for a, a forward. I'd, I'd like to see him give it a go. And obviously they've signed, they've signed um, Sammy Kabula as well from Wigan. Who's, uh, if you've not seen him, he's an absolute unit, isn't it? He's a big he's a, He is a tank. He's about six foot two, six foot three, probably 110, 115 kilos. Um, he's, a, he's a big boy, and he's, I think I think he's 19, uh, maybe 20. Um, Brett says, who, uh, who do you think to Huddersfield's recruitment, or what do you think into Huddersfield's recruitment in Ed, Kenny Edwards, James Gabbett and Aidan Caesar? We were actually discussing this probably before you made the comment, Brett. I, I think it's a fantastic uh, bit of recruitment from the Giants. I've been quite critical of Huddersfield's recruitment in recent seasons. I don't think it's been good enough. 
Uh, I think they've spent a lot of money where they don't need to spend a lot of money and they've not recruited in areas they do need to recruit in re- recent years. But um, but I've got I've got to give Huddersfield credit over the over the off season. I think uh, they've done uh, very very well to to get James Gavitt in. If if he can stay fit, Gavitt, he could be um, one of the standout uh, forwards in the competition. He's, he's just got a lot of power, um, and I think Huddersfield fans will like uh, to watch him. Kenny Edwards, we all know what Kenny Edwards can bring: uh, fire, aggression. He'll he'll wind the opposition team up. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's a strong running back role, isn't he, Josh? Yeah, he is. And I think there are a couple of names we didn't mention last week for the Exiles team. Yeah. Uh, ones that can definitely yeah. make it. And Aiden Caesar being another one. So another plus if Exiles are to return, which uh, I'd be keen on. I think you are as well, aren't you? Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see the Exiles return. But I was at the RFL media, media briefing last week at Saddleworth. hosted at the, the amateur club there. A great little setup, by the way. Plenty of hills, though. Plenty of hills, and it took me and James near off two hours to get back to to Warrington from um, Saddleworth in rush hour traffic, which wasn't always fun. But anyway, <laughs> at the media briefing, uh, Ralph Raymond, the chief executive of the RFL, uh, was asked if he could see the exile returning in any way, shape, or form, maybe for an, a mid-season international against uh, the England team, uh, but. He, he, he straight away just said no <laughs> and that were it just a one word answer simply no uh, so I don't think the exiles will be returning anytime soon unfortunately even though they could maybe have a, a world beater of a, of a, of a side uh, Chris Young oh and Aiden Caesar as well fantastic signing for, for Huddersfield um, Brett because I think there won't be many hours uh, with the potential well with, with the capabilities of uh, Caesar in Super League next season. Obviously, George Williams moving from Wigan to Canberra has kind of pushed uh, Caesar out a little bit because Sam Williams, the ex-Wakefield halfback, just signed a new deal as well with the Raiders, so there was there wasn't really uh, any room for um, Caesar at Canberra next season. So he's he's taken up a big money deal with the Giants. Huddersfield's first ever marquee player. Uh, I think he'll. I think he'll go well. Uh, hopefully he can stay fit. Hopefully he can have a good season, and uh, hopefully we can we can all enjoy him in Super League. Uh, Chris Young says Sofa might not have a better team than they did last year, but we have a better squad depth, which will come in handy this year. Uh, get Sebastian Ikehifo and Paulie Paulie fit and firing and with Luke Yates uh, doing the graph then Salford could have a better pack than last season uh, arguably uh, top five isn't out of the question some confidence there isn't there to be fair Chris has got a point I, I forgot the signings of uh, Luke Yates if I'm totally honest uh, and Paulie 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 has received a lot of stick in the past um just because of his, his fitness, really, uh, his lack of fitness. But I, I, I think he's a great player to have on his side because he, he does some damage to, to defences, doesn't he? Big and scary, isn't he? And that's what you want for a forward. He is. Uh, I think if, if he can maybe just trim down a little bit, get a little bit more fitter, uh, but manage to keep it, his, massive, his big frame, his massive frame, uh, then I, I think he, he could do some damage. Luke Yates... An absolutely unbelievable uh, find from London last season because no one knew who Luke, Luke Yates were was uh, in all respect to him before he came to Super League. It was a bit of a no name at first at the Broncos and suddenly out of 
out of nowhere he's making 50 plus tackles per game he's taking in 15 plus carries per game uh, an unbelievable work rate uh, I think it'll go very very well for for the Red Devils you wouldn't be surprised if they didn't if they did finish in top five would you because as you say because mm-hmm. the squad is good they've got some a quality coach mm-hmm. they? so if they did finish top five despite you know the loss of Jackson Hastings and a few others you wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they did finish top five because of that squad I wouldn't and uh, obviously they signed Jack Orman Road as well uh, from Featherstone I think he, he could be a nice little shrewd signing um, he doesn't come with a, a big reputation as such but he's a big big unit as well so I think if if Solberg can get him in, in the best condition he can be then uh, he's, well he's already ripped ripped to death I, I think if, if uh, he, they well the, the conditioning staff at Salford can get him firing then uh, I think he could be a solid player Sebastiani Kahihi for uh, what a tongue twister that is! But uh, <laughs> try. he was he was in the named in the Super League Dream Team in 2017. Uh, he's he's not been uh, in Sam Walford's plans at Huddersfield, but because he was named in the Dream Team in 2017, there's clearly like some potential there. Yeah, yeah, and what better place to do than Salford? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Louis says Paulie top signing. Uh, he was very very good when he went to Salford on loan. He is a he's a He's big, that's what it is. He's really strong, as you say. He just needs mm. to cut down a little and get his fitness up. I, I, I really rate him. He made a joke, didn't he, when he scored once. He yeah. lifted his shirt up and slapped his belly. Yeah. So he, he, he probably knows it himself. So if he just slimmed down a little bit, get a bit fitter, and suddenly he could be one of the best boys yeah. in the game, possibly. Louis also says, Wreck-It Ralph is really not the man to take rugby league to the next level. He is too much like the last management we had before the, uh, who took the game backwards. I'm, I'm going to stick up for... Uh, Ralph I think on, on this occasion I think oh, in, in rugby well in any sport when when stuff isn't going right I think the quick the quick fix or the, or the quick way to bl- to put blame on someone is to just blame the, the sports governing body uh, and I think that that's what happens in rugby league as well uh, sometimes it, when stuff goes wrong in football everyone blames the FA when stuff goes wrong, wrong in rugby league, everyone blames the RFL. Uh, I, 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 actually, I, I actually believe that Ralph is doing a pretty decent job uh, at the RFL. Uh, I think he's, he's as honest as he can be to the media. We, uh, us in the media, we, we, we would like some decisions to be made quicker um, than what they are made currently. But apart from that, I think He's not doing too bad of a job, is, is Ralph. I think he gets a lot of unwarranted uh, stick. Um, and, the, and the same for Robert Elston, really, at Super League. I think it's easy to, easy to just blame the, the big boys, the, the big bosses all the time. Um, but I don't I don't think rugby league's in as bad a place as what, as what some people make out of the minute. <laughs> Do you want me to just keep, keep talking? Yeah, yeah. I'll just keep talking. Valentine Holmes was there last week, so Valentine Holmes has returned to rugby league following a stint in the NFL. He signed a six-year contract six with uh, the North Queensland uh, Cowboys. Very good signing. Uh, Jared Summer was in in international action for Malta as they went down to defeat against Wales Dragonarts. Uh, in Bridgend on Saturday there's been a lot of NRL news um, over the last week or so AJ Brimson's extended his state Gold Coast Titans 
In France, Anthony Marion has signed a new deal with Toulouse. Zach Graham's uh, penned a new contract with Hunslet as well. Uh, if you've not already listened to it, the po- the final, final Hooter podcast uh, of 2019 is out now. Dave Parkinson and Adrian Jackson always do a good job um, with the final Hooter podcast. They're discussing uh, Great Britain's disappointing tour. And uh, they also highlight and analyse the lack of creativity among other issues. So I recommend listening to that if you haven't already done so. Semi Radrada, the Fijian rugby union sensation, has put rugby league on hold. He won't be returning to the 13 side game anytime soon. Uh, he's just signed for Bristol, not Bristol rugby league, Bristol Birds Rugby Union Club. Um, so he will be playing in England. But he won't be moving to Toronto and he won't be going to the NRL. Uh, he's staying in rugby league. Oh, well, well, let's talk about another big transfer story in rugby league this week, Josh. Leeds and Huddersfield have completed a swap deal. Uh, Cruz Lehman has joined Leeds on a two year contract with youngster, young back rower uh, Owen Trigg, went the other way to uh, Huddersfield. What do you make of that? Cruz Lehman, when the announcement was made, you know, he's obviously got some. A lot of respect for the players in the game because a lot of professional players come in and saying what a good sign it is for Leeds. Uh, I haven't watched Huddersfield too much recently, so I can't comment on the player uh, himself. But I think the fans and as, as I say, if players are excited about it, then there's obviously something about him and that next step. Maybe he can help Leeds towards that you know possible top five that you've been talking about. I've watched Owen Owen Trout a couple of times as well uh, when he was in the under 19s at Leeds. Uh, a solid player. I think he's got a big future in the game. I think he signed a four-year deal with uh, the Giants as well. So, obviously, I think Huddersfield fans can expect a lot to come from from a former England Academy international. Uh, moving on to Toronto, the head coach, Brian McDermott, has committed his long-term future to the, to the Canadian club. Signed a five-year contract. It's a long one. I think with recent comments he's made, I think it's wise for him to sign a five-year because I don't think any of the clubs have come after him with some comments he's made. Well, I hinted at the Northern Town comments. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think any of the clubs have come racing after him. But it's a good a good extension for them. You know, he knows how to win win titles. He knows how to take... He's, he's, he's mm. taken the team to the Super League. So why not reward him with a long one, mm. a long contract and show your confidence in him? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Barrow are the favourites to uh, secure an immediate return to the Championship, Josh. Uh, league, the League One odds have been released by Love Rugby League sponsors and League One Championship and Super League sponsors. Betfred, uh, the Raiders finished second bottom in the Championship last season, uh, but they're priced at 5-2 to two to uh, gain yes. promotion back to the Championship. Which is interesting over the likes of Newcastle Thunder, who, you know, with the recent episodes, I think on the R League app, uh, you know their goal is to get to the championship. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see that their favourites over there. And I think they managed to retain a few good players. Jamie Dallimore, I think, stayed there. So to to manage to retain those players, I think definitely helps them. Interesting to see Newcastle uh, third favourites uh, at nine to two. Yeah. Doncaster ahead of them. It is interesting. Um, as I say, obviously they've got a good setup, good coaches, a couple of good players. I think they released quite a few players last week. Including Missy Talapapa, yeah. um, but I think I, I, if you're asking the same question I like did for the championship, I, I'd back Newcastle Thunder. I'd be sticking a couple of quid on them. Rochdale Hornets, uh, who were relegated from the championship, 
uh, last season. They're eight to one. How do you think Rochdale will go in in twenty uh, twenty, Josh? Again, interesting because obviously with the uh, recent talks with sort of the ex Swinton board taking over, uh, I think there's there's four of them. I think they're in a good place. Uh, I'm not seeing many signs for Rochdale though. Uh, I don't know if you have. Uh, or re-signings or anything like that. I don't think a lot's come out. So I think if this takeover happens, I think it'll be good for them. Then they can start going forward. You saw what they did with Swinton. Swinton finished ninth, uh, which is one of the best finishes in, in 20 plus years, I think it was. So Rochdale, you know, they could be pushing for it. Obviously, you've done a little bit of work at Swinton, uh, Josh. You're in the in the Swinton Lions media team, uh, so you you'd have like a little bit of an insight into what goes on in the background uh, and the running of the Swinton club. Do you think the, the directors at Swinton will do a good job at, at Rochdale if everything's approved and everything goes ahead? I think so, as I say, they, they showed that they did that at Swinton, it's finished ninth, very good wins, they, they beat Toulouse away, they, put, they, backed, they, they backed Stuart Little, they put a bit of money into the club, signed some good players like Devin Benyon, so I think Rochdale are in a good place if, if they get the same board uh, going forward, you know what, they could, as fourth is probably about right, uh, I just not much going on on the field I think with, with Signings and re-signings. I don't. I don't know if you've seen much. Um, so it's probably a fair to be eight to one. Well, I think I think um, Sean Penkovich has been linked with the move to Rochdale for for twenty twenty. We'll we'll see how that one pans out. He was most recently playing at Workington as well. Um, I think I think he was coached by Rochdale coach Matt Calland at Halifax. Uh, feel free to correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. If you fancy an outside bet, West Wales Raiders, who are currently without a coach, is 66 to 1. The same odds as Coventry, which which I I think is a bit disrespectful to the Burrs. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they've they've made a couple of signings recently as well. They've made a lot of signings. Yeah, they have. Uh, I think they should be higher up. Uh, But I wouldn't be sticking my money on them. Working to 8 to 1, same price as Rochdale. Another good. I think they're nice little outsiders, to be fair. I, th- I think it, the money's got to be going on Newcastle. Surely this year, the money has to go on Newcastle with the, the budget they've got and what they're spending. Obviously, they only just missed out last year. But Dennis Betts is remaining director of rugby there. Simon Finnegan, the coach. You've got players like Quinton Lalu, Tonga guy. Um, I think they're, they're not going to be a solid, a, a solid squad. Surely at nine to two. Um, it's worth a punt, and, it, and that's not even an <laughs> it's not even an advertisement for Betfred. That I swear to like nine to two third favourites Newcastle. That's I think that's madness to be honest. Uh, Martin Ridyard and Greg McNally have signed new deals uh, with the Lee Centurions. Um, so, what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, it was previously linked with moves away from the club. Do you, as you say every year, you back them. That's two good re-signings for them to sort of lead the way again. To see if they can get back to the Super League uh, where they want to be. Um, maybe they can do it this year. If you don't back them, maybe they will. So maybe you shouldn't praise them too much. And I don't praise go. them. I just think they all they always build a good squad before the season. Um, so I, I, I just always look, look at these squad and go, that's pretty strong. I've, They've got plenty of experience to, in there, haven't they? I expect them to be up, up there. Or thereabouts. I expect them fully to get getting that top five again. Um, but I think they've got a couple of signs still to make, still to announce as well. Um, Wigan Warriors fullback, young, a, a young kid called Craig Mullen. He's been training with the Lee Centurions recently, as well as Josh Woods, who, who we said on last week's show. 
Um, so I think they'll have, well, I think they'll make the move uh, to the Centurions if they've not already done it. Craig um, Mullen's a very good player. He, he played for Swindon last year. He's quality, he's, isn't he? He's a very good player, yeah. There's um, obviously, there's that much competition at Wigan that maybe he won't get a chance there. But He can, he can play anywhere as well, can't he? He can play full-back, yeah. centre, wing, half. Yeah. He, I think he even played hooker for, for a Wigan first-team game as well, um, not too long ago. Uh, we've got a quiz on site as well. Uh, check this week's quiz out. It's can you name all the players who have scored two or more tries in a grand final? Tough one. Um, I didn't do it. It is a tough one. I, I struggle with it to be fair, but I, I'm terrible at quizzes. You you don't want me on on your pub quiz team because uh, you won't win much. If you've got any comments coming in, any anything you'd like to know, anything you'd like to find out, or anything you'd like us just to to discuss, keep your comments coming in. Uh, and we'll do our best to, to get through that. St. Helens have tied up youngster, uh, rising star Jack Wellsby on a one year deal, uh, on a four year deal, sorry. Um, big news for the club. Yeah, big news for the club, big news for the player. Good player, solid player. Uh, he's got a very bright future, hasn't he? So to time down a four year only makes sense. Mm. Uh, I think it's very, very good business by, by St. Helens. Uh, the latest mailbox as well on loverability.com this week. Is a fan suggesting scrap the referee's on-field call for video referee decisions? Do you think it could work? Could it? Is it a stupid idea, a daft idea, or is it a sensible idea? Quite sensible, I guess. Um, yeah, another sensible one. I think we had a sensible one last week as well, didn't we? That the challenge cups playing at the Magic Weekend, which yeah, which you, you I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this one. To be fair, I don't, I don't know if I don't, oh, I don't know. Because if the referee then doesn't know as well, should the referee, should, should if the video referee, if there's no on-field call by the referee and then the video referee can't really see it or the camera angle don't pick it up, then what's the video referee meant to do then? Then all the then all the blame will be going on the video referee, won't it? So uh, and and then people will say that the referees aren't having as much as it's, uh, as what they should have. Um, so. Who knows? I, I, I scrap the video ref. I'd, 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 I'd scrap. I'd happily scrap the video ref altogether. I think we'll enjoy quicker games. The referees wouldn't receive as much abuse because it wouldn't be played nine times over on a big screen in the ground um, or on telly for the neutrals at home. So I don't think the referees would receive a quarter of the amount of the abuse that they, they receive at the minute. I think other uh, time fans would start respecting the fact they've got to make a call there and then as well. well uh, uh, but but the main thing is we, we would just get get on with the game. So if if someone's foot's been ruled in touch, it's in touch by the scrum. Or if if they're a dead in goal, then it's a twenty meter tap or whatever. It'll, it'll just be instant decisions instead of going for a review for a, for three or four minutes when it's freezing cold and everyone's just stood there. The players as well. The players are cold and the fans are cold and they just they just want the game to be played. And, I think with quicker decisions we'll get a more entertaining product, um, but I don't know if the broadcaster uh, will agree because obviously there's a lot of drama surrounding the video yeah, referee. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll be happening anytime soon, will it? No, no. Uh, Keithley have released their squad numbers as well for 2020. Jake Webster getting the number three shirt. And big sign for the Cougars. Yeah, big sign for League One. Plenty of experience, powerful. I think it's a good sign for League One, and mm. hopefully you can. Do a few things with them in 2020. Mm. 
Uh, Ashley Gibson has joined uh, Newcastle, former Super League centre, and so has Mikey Wood, who's also joined him from uh, Bradford. Uh, a little bit of news that broke out earlier on uh, this week, Josh. Uh, the Super League shot clock has been reduced by five seconds. How the big news, but I think it it was right to reduce it because, in my opinion, the shot clock in 2019, uh, I don't, th- I think it was a little bit too long at times. But players were just waiting around to take a drop out and they were looking at the screen just waiting for the shot clock to, to run down so I think, it's, I think it's a good thing for the game um, everybody wants the game to be faster don't they as you say video ref will no, no video ref will make it faster so this will only make it faster yeah. entertaining and you know you can leave the ground a little bit earlier as well right <laughs> uh, no one wants to sit, stay at Bellevue for as long <laughs> no more I've been there so Go for Wembley Wakefield fans, honestly. Um, six coaches who could succeed Wayne Bennett as England boss. We have Disco on the website last Sunday, I believe. Who could be the next contender? We, we think, we assume that Wayne Bennett will be staying on as England coach, but we have picked out six candidates who could replace Bennett as England boss. Number one, Sean Wayne. It's got to be, hasn't yeah. it? Well, the only name that everyone's saying I think I, I said last week that I think Wayne Bennett will remain um, just because of his experience and you know can't all be I suppose Great Britain mm-hmm. the disaster of the tour that it was conflict of interest moving on I think he will stay at England but Sean Wayne if he was announced tomorrow I don't think there'd be one unhappy person would there yeah. maybe maybe one maybe, maybe one. there's always one unhappy person um, Ian Watson possibly yeah. Great Britain assistant, Salford head coach, Darrell Powell, Powell. Castleford coach. A lot of people, the, the two names that seem to be ringing out as potential replacements for, for Wayne Bennett and Powell and Wayne Allen. Because it, we, of what we've seen, they can do. Mm. It's the power of Castleford, what Wayne did at Wigan, because what we've seen, what they can do, it'd be exciting to see them leave the international team mm. further and maybe win the World Cup under. Steve McNamara, could he return as England boss? Mm. He was England coach he was. a while ago, well, a couple of years before Bennett. Not for me, he's not for me. I think he's, he's when he was in charge, you know, fair play to him. He did quite a lot for England, but mm. I don't think he should get reappointed, and that one's not for me. And he was this next one that you're about to say. Uh, let me go back to the video referee point, says, definitely we'll get rid of the, the video. Uh, the refs call on field and just go back to the video ref makes the call simple. Fair enough, Louis, fair enough. Uh, Brian McDermott and Dan- Danny Ward have been uh, mentioned as well as potential candidates for the England job. Danny Ward, I think, would be a very good assistant, but I don't think we'll see him as the head coach anytime soon. And Brian McDermott, uh, I, well, I just said then I, I wouldn't see him as England coach, but again, he's he's had some successes that way, and so why not? Fair enough, fair enough. And... We, we spoke about it a little bit earlier on in the show, but we'll go into it in a little bit more depth. The championship odds released by our partners and sponsors, Betfred. Uh, they've been released. London are the favourites at three to one. I'll, re- I'll read out the odds and then we'll have a little, little bit of a discussion afterwards. Uh, London three to one. Toulouse seven to two. Leeds nine to two. Featherston nine to two. York ten to one. Witness twenty to one. Bradford twenty five to one. Sheffield twenty five to one. Halifax twenty five to one, Batley fifty to one, Swinton fifty to one, 
Dewsbury 66 to 1, Whitehaven 100 to 1, and Oldham 100 to 1. I don't, I, I don't think I'll be making a bet on maybe Dewsbury, Whitehaven, Oldham, Swinton, Batley, or Halifax anytime soon. No. But do you, would you would you back London to, to gain promotion to? Uh, uh, yeah, to Super I, I am back in London because of that squad you had out earlier, uh, the coaching ward. Uh, I, I would back London. I, again, Toulouse, really good team, exciting players. They've got Ford, they've got Mark Carella, the fullback. Really, really exciting play. They like attacking rugby, uh, and they're good odds at seven to two. I think we could see a final between them two. Again, you've got your Lee, who's got a good side, good signings. They've got Super League players in there. They've got players with experience. And again, Feverston, who have done really well in the off season. So I think it'd be a close one. But if yeah, if I had to put on the spot right now, with the Broncos, I'd go with the Bookies. Hardly ever wrong, are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They are hardly ever wrong. You're right. But I'll go. Four. I'll go. Don't say it. I'll go four. It's out to lose and leave for me. I don't. I don't. I don't think London will go back up this year. I think it's out to lose and leave. The whole form of Toulouse is making me go towards Toulouse, but then I think on paper the Leeds squad's a strong squad, and I think John Duffy can get something out of this Leeds side. It's tough, isn't it? I'm going to stick with London. I think Toulouse is going to be up there. I think maybe the table. I think the table might look London, Toulouse, Featherstone, Lee. I'll leave four. And if you're a York fan, ten to one. The other that last year was their first year in the championship, mm. and they've already ten to one. And again, they've they've, they've re-signed a lot of their good players, a lot of their squad players. Um, so to be ten to one, you'd be excited to be a York fan, wouldn't you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't even think two years ago that you'd be. 10 to 1 to go up to the Super League. So right, I'm saying it. Lee, 9 to 2. Don't put your money on Lee then. That's what I'm going for. I, th- I think Lee have got what it takes. Yeah. You can't argue. Can I see that. Then I come back to Toulouse. It's Lee or Toulouse. I'll swing towards Lee. You say Lee and I say London. So put your money on Toulouse. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what the expansion is for Lee or Toulouse. Yeah, no. Oh, London. Uh, we've got a, a new feature which is out every Saturday as well called the RL Diet where we, we speak to a player about what they eat, how they train, uh, what supplements they take in association with our sponsors, uh, Heaven and Health. Uh, they provide meal preps from as little as £40 uh, which will fill out over six days as well. Uh, the outlook they helped me lose five stone, um, so they must be doing something right. Uh, the RL Diet, we've had Oliver Gildart as our latest guest. We've also spoken to Chris Hill uh, and Jackson Hastings, so it's not bad. Three Great Britain internationals we've, we've had as guests on the RL Diet so far. Heaven and Health are gaining plenty of popularity uh, amongst the rugby league community so far. It's run by rugby league professionals, uh, the Adamson brothers, Luke and Toby. Um, who obviously played for, for Leeds Insurance last season uh, and they've not got a club yet for 2020 so we'll have to keep our eyes peeled on, on what's to come as well see if they can return to Leeds I think they'll yeah. like them even more if they return yeah. to Leeds yeah. we, and we've got a, a quiz uh, that goes out every Saturday as well the latest one is on Catalan's high profile marquee signing in James Maloney um, I wasn't very good at this one James Maloney wow 
what a signing he is for the Dragons as well. And Nigel Wool says there are plans needed for home nations and for France, uh, but the International Rugby League cannot be responsible for everything. Josh, was this from your meeting last week? It was it. Nigel Wool wasn't at our meeting last week. Uh, he said this following the meeting, so on the back of these quotes coming out of the meeting. Uh, this is what Nigel would have said. So I think he's right in a, in a sense, but the, the International Rugby League surely has to be responsible for, for the whole nation and for France because it's the international governing body. They've got to take some responsibility for exactly. the games, haven't they? So, so even, I, I, I agree, but disagree with what Nigel yeah. would say. I agree that a plan, a plan or plans are needed for the whole nations to grow and for France to grow. But the R the RL well, the International Rugby League um, has to be responsible for for that and for implementing uh, this plan because there's the international yeah, governing yeah. governing body. Um, so I, I I love to see France grow. I know obviously me and James were there the other week. We met a couple of passionate people who were, who want the game to grow in France, and the foundations are already there. It's not as though you're taking a game. All the way over to a, a country where rugby league is unknown. It's very, very popular in the in the south of uh, France, uh, in particular. So I think you had a social post, did you not, about two French teams being in the yeah. Super League. And um, what would you think of that? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, and and you wouldn't struggle for a TV deal then no. in France if you had Toulouse and Catalans in Super League. You wouldn't you wouldn't struggle for a a television deal um, in France uh, because. Every single week, they'd work the fixtures. So, Catalans were at home one week, then following week to lose. Then the, the third week, Catalans were at home, the fourth week to lose were at home. You, would, you would, wouldn't honestly struggle for a TV deal. Um, you'd actually attract a lot of interest, uh, and you'd probably be able to make more money. I know not, not, not everything's about money, but you, the, the French clubs and Super League themselves will, will be able to make more money if there were two. French clubs. An interesting point was made on Twitter the other day. Our friend Stephen Stephen Brady, um, who's who's Catalan media on Twitter, said that he'd put Toulouse and London in Super League for a couple of seasons without having any any relegation. So it, in his words, it expanded the the competition to fourteen teams with Toulouse and London. Could that work? Well, why not? I think having having a team from the capital in any sport you know there's plenty of them in football having a team in the capital in the Super League will they help with interest uh, with you know broadcast uh, with you know newspapers with everything with all sorts of media and then Toulouse the number one as you say the broadcast deal the publicity will get the fact that Toulouse are exciting as it is they've got they've just moved grounds have they not I think for this year they've got a good fan base um, so why not if you do it then obviously everyone's going to go well that's promotion relegation gone already. Yeah. Um, but it's a good idea. I'm not against that one at all because I think having the capital no, yeah. in, the, in the top league is definitely beneficial and two teams in France is exciting. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I'd, I'd put Toulouse in. I'd, put London in. I'd, I'd expand the competition, put two teams in. You could even put another, you could even put four teams in because league could be sustainable as a full-time team. Um, and you could put York in as well, which is it. An attractive. Yeah, well, they've just built a new ground, haven't they? I think they're going to start playing in 2020, mm -hmm. uh, the community ground. Um, and they're going places as well. 
exactly. and, a, and a beautiful city that again will exactly. help with publicity, broadcasting. And it's even though it's in the rugby league outlands, it's slightly uh, out of the. Yeah, the I agree with that. It's a little bit out of the way, isn't it? Um, so I, I'd like to see to see all our teams in, but we'd have a lot of naysayers. Um, but I, if you're putting them for fourteen, then you could scrap Magic Weekend, scrap the league fixtures. Uh, and have a more entertaining, entertaining season, home and away, and that'll be uh, your lot as well. So that's that's all in my opinion. We'll just read Nigel Wood's quotes. I thought it was very interesting. His his quotes. Nigel Wood said, "We should celebrate the success of the Pacific. We have have to work out how to develop local players in Wales, Scotland, Ireland, and France to bolster." the international game in the Northern Hemisphere, but nations have to take responsibility for their own performance. We cannot be responsible for everything. We are seeking to have at least eight fully-fledged contenders for every World Cup. So is it like we should only give a toss about the Northern Hemisphere and nothing about the, uh, about the Southern Hemisphere, sorry, and not the, nothing about the nor- Northern Hemisphere? Mm, it's quite controversial, isn't it? I just don't really that that probably that whole quote in my opinion just probably explains why the whole GB Lions concept was a, a complete farce uh, this autumn, which needs looking at. Um, that's my opinion. Uh, we've got a comment from Dave Parkinson. Hello, Dave. We, Hi, Dave. We've not seen you for a while, Dave. Uh, we've got a comment saying this is a harder one for you. Who will uh, drop from Super League after the twenty twenty season? We discussed this at the start of the show. I think it's going to be Hull KR, Dev, who, who, who get relegated this time around. I just don't think they've recruited strong enough. What's Wake, what, what's your thoughts on Wakefield? They're always a team that... I, I don't I don't think I backed them last year, and I had a few replies saying, you know, you know, they're going to do well, and I don't think they really did as well as they could have. Mm. I think Wakefield might be, might be down there. But I might, might just play it safe and stick with you, Drew. I think I just going to say it's going to be tough though isn't I, I, it but in terms of recruitment Hulk KR have probably you know, Hull FC have recruited really well yeah. forwards Huddersfield have got Aiden Caesar uh, but in terms of recruitment they've got Sean Kenny Dowell who's good on the winger but I, the winger's not going to yeah. save you from relegation is he? I, I think, I think um, just Hull KR just because they haven't recruited as well as I thought they had and I think the team on paper compared to all the other teams on paper at this moment in time can you um, see Tony Smith signed weaker being relegated exactly exactly. It's, it's weird, exactly isn't it it's, it's a hard one um, Dave says that domestic leagues need to be developed uh, don't agree with giving teams a free pass to the top division unless Super League goes to law and the rest of the game changes um, through the season um, the RFL said last week that they weren't keen on the fast track process of New York and Ottawa well not not of those clubs specifically but in general of, of, of expansion clubs they're not keen on the fast track process so a lot of people are saying well it's not really fair on the league one clubs if you throw Ottawa and New York in because in effect compared to the budgets of Ottawa and New York a barrel for example won't just simply won't be able to compete with the money so it'll be like a couple of seasons wasted um, kind of thing so uh, in regards to the fast track process I don't I think they, sh- they should just start from the bottom uh, and rise up through the leagues like Toronto Wolfpack yeah. um, because you're going to have stumbling blocks 
Toronto so about stumbling blocks in the first season in the championship and in the inaugural season in League One as well. Uh, you got you you can't just breeze through if you're an expansion club. You will have stumbling blocks. I think you've got to start from the bottom and work your way up, and hopefully then by the time uh, they get into Super League, if, if they are good enough, then uh, so be it that they're in a, they would have been a, or will be an accomplished club uh, like Toronto Wolfpack. Uh, have gone on to, to be so it's a part of the journey in the headlines as well isn't it if they go straight into the championship to the Super League then the story and the headlines are well they've, had, they've got straight into the championship and they only have to win that one competition whereas Toronto they've gone from League 1 to Championship to Super League they've got the journey they've learned some things along, along the way they didn't quite make it to Super League from the championship the first time around as you said so they learned a few things they went back they recruited uh, and the, the story's there from League 1 to the Super League so I, I think they do as you say League One teams won't be able to compete with them, but they can see it as a chance to bring in people from the community, that area, we'll come and watch Broward play New York, and that's you know quite attractive. Yeah. So that's one way they can go about it. Again, they'll say, well, it's not, it's not going to be a year for us to get promoted, but let's see it as an opportunity to bring in more people to the game. Let's, let's open up the gates, let's get more people in, let's get a bit more money in. Um, so I think, they, they should, as you say, I think they should start from the bottom of League One and work their way up. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. Um, that I think just about wraps us up uh, for today, John. Uh, thanks for being my yeah. guest over the maybe James will be in next week. Yeah. Maybe James will show some love rugby league merch maybe next week. I know, I know. Okay. Uh, we, we'll have to kick you out sometime soon. Uh, Dave Parkinson is at his final rugby league game of the year uh, at the weekend at Pilkington Rex in St Tellings as the New South Wales country uh, player England community lines under 18 and under 16 as well so uh, have fun Dave if you're, you're off on, on your commentary duties as well for the League app is all right. make sure you check out Heaven and Health and Betfred our sponsors We're, it's always a, an honour to, to get sponsorship here at Love Rugby League um, a lot of people are getting on the meal preps from Heaven and Health uh, just go on heaven dash n-health.co.uk to, to order yours they, they offer one to, one to one nutrition advice as well so they suit your needs um, and, and, get, and, and join the journey uh, because it's uh, an ever growing movement and also check out Betfred who always uh, give the best odds in rugby league so thanks to Josh, uh, I've been Drew Davis your host uh, well we'll see you next time Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.